Welcome to Get Up in the Cool, old-time music with Cameron DeWitt and friends. This week's friend is Rachel Dunaway. We recorded this a couple weeks ago over Skype, and I recorded my musical parts afterwards. Before we get started, I want to remind everyone that Get Up in the Cool masks are now available in the merch store, linked in the show notes. I was going back and forth about whether or not to design them, and I eventually pulled the trigger when I finally accepted that my U.S. listeners will be wearing masks for the foreseeable future. So you might as well rep your favorite old-time podcast while you're out and about getting groceries. Stay safe out there, friends. Stick around afterwards, and I'll tell you how to keep up with Rachel Dunaway. But first, here's our interview and jam. Enjoy. Welcome to Get Up in the Cool, Rachel Dunaway. Thanks. Yeah. Where are you right now? I actually, 
I know very little about you. I don't know what state you're in. Um, so I'm originally from Richmond, Virginia. Yeah. And I've lived there most of my life. But right now I'm going to school at Warren Wilson, which is right outside Asheville, North Carolina. Oh, right on. How, how long have you been going there? Uh, I'm a junior right now. Cool. What is the old time musician uh, situation like around Warren Wilson versus Richmond, Virginia? Um, there's a pretty decent old time scene in Richmond. Um, at Warren Wilson, it's different. I don't. I don't. I'd say probably it's a little smaller. Mm. We have a traditional music major, um, which I'm doing. Oh, cool! I um, had no idea. So we have lots of uh, traditional music and old time musicians. Um, we got. We have lots of classes. We have bands and stuff like that. Um, usually, there's jams. Not right now, obviously, but. Usually there are jams on campus happening at least once a week. Is it specifically is it specifically old time music or like Appalachian or like music? Um, there? They they have traditional music as basically old time and bluegrass. Okay, cool. And are you just in the old time track? Or are you playing bluegrass as well? Or um, I'm pretty much just in the old time track, though. I am taking a beginning bluegrass banjo class this semester, oh, which has been right fun. On. Very yeah. exciting. It's very different. <laughs> yeah. Uh, are you going to class in person? Some of our classes are in person. Uh, right now, one of my classes is online and the rest are in person, but only one of them is indoors. So we have a really big campus. Um, there's like a farm on campus. It's lots of land. So we have a lot of our classes are outside right now. They've got little tents oh, set great. up all over campus. I'm really curious, like how, how do they go about teaching that music in a college setting and also why i'm just going to go out on a limb and assume that a north carolina traditional music like major program is going to be like a little bit different than let's say like the berkeley like you know like roots american roots yeah. music program yeah i honestly don't know that much about the berkeley program um but here i know that it's just it's North Carolina, so there's a ton of traditional music around here in all different parts of the state. And um, there's a lot also in Western North Carolina, where I am. Um, they kind of has it, have it set up. So there's classes. I had to take several music theory classes. Um, we, we have to do, if you're doing the major, you have to be in an ensemble, which for the old time track is the old time string band, yeah. uh, which we usually have two or three of each semester. Um, and then, uh, we also do, uh, different lessons for your, whatever your instrument is. And they call it like applied banjo. Cause I guess they don't want to call it banjo lessons, but okay. so applied banjo, applied fiddle, and they have different teachers come in. Um, my first semester I was taking a f banjo from Phil Jamison, who's oh, one of great. the music faculty here. And then now for the past two years, I've been taking it from Travis Stewart, who also is great. in the area as well. <laughs> yeah. They're both awesome. <laughs> wow. Awesome. Yeah. That's. That's a good education right there. Yeah, it's fun. I get to play banjo music for school credit, so I'm happy. Yeah, very good. Wait, when did you start playing the banjo and, and why? Um, I've been playing for about seven years. My dad is a classical musician. He plays piano and organ mostly. And so he really pushed my brother and I to play classical growing up. Hmm. Uh, so I actually played classical viola from fourth to eighth grade for four years. Okay. Um, and I liked playing music with other people and performing, but I didn't really like how strict classical music was. 
Um, so I was thinking about learning another instrument. And in eighth grade, my science teacher, Josh Behrman, brought in his banjo uh, just to play for us for a fun type of thing. And I absolutely loved it. I thought it looked, it sounded cool. It looked like he was having lots of fun. Everyone listening was having lots of fun. Mm. Uh, so I asked if he gave lessons and he said yes. And I asked if he'd give me lessons and he said yes. Um, and so I had been learning from him. I have been learning from him for about seven years now. In January, it'll be seven years. Oh, right on. Um, and I picked it up pretty quickly and loved it and haven't looked back since. <laughs> right on. Um, and it was my main reason for choosing to go to Warren Wilson as well. Now, how did how did classical keyboardist dad feel about you pivoting <laughs> from classical music to uh, uh, he's definitely music? not the he's definitely not the biggest fan of old time music, mm -hmm. but he tolerates it. Does I he guess. does he play like a lot of organ in church? Yeah, he actually tunes and fixes church organs for a living. Oh, right. On. Um, so he does that as his job. That's and a big job. We have several instruments. Yeah, we have several instruments in our house. We have at least two harpsichords, a piano, and um, he has a little MIDI organ that he set up in our basement yeah. since he couldn't go to churches or during uh, the COVID stuff. Right. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah, I, I would imagine that would be kind of the main, the main venue for playing uh, classical organ music would be yeah, definitely. in church setting. Yes. Yeah. That and like during funerals and weddings, I guess. Did you ever get to play banjo in church? I don't know if you also went. <laughs> um, no, we, we haven't. We aren't. My family isn't super religious, but we so we didn't go to. We grew, went to church growing up a little bit. I was in the choir when I was really young. Yeah. Um, but it, it isn't something we go to like weekly or anything. So okay. I have never played at church. <laughs> yeah. Some people like if you have like a, a musical outlet, that's sort of what keeps people in. Um, yeah. Yeah. So I was curious, but, but yeah, no, uh, like I'll fly away playing banjo at church or anything. <laughs> no, I have played I'll fly away. Um, yes. In my, at my high school we did, there was an Appalachian heritage music club, which wow, when I first great. got there, there was a, it was mostly just like country and folk stuff. Um, we did I'll Fly Away several times, which I now kind of hate that song because I've heard it sure, so many times. Sure. <laughs> um, but once, when I, my senior year, I was kind of the head of that club and then kind of got it into more actual old time music. Yeah, right good. on. I don't know if it's still around now, but yeah. it wasn't. So you've been playing for seven years. Yes. Other than your school club, like in, in, in Richmond, where, where else were you getting to play the banjo and play traditional music? Um, so mostly I was just taking lessons with Josh for a long time. Uh -huh. um, maybe about a year or so after I started playing, I went to a house concert that his band was doing and he invited me to play with them, which was super exciting. Um, so I get to play with them at their gigs sometimes. Um, there are several jams in Richmond, old time jams that happen either weekly or monthly. Um, and then there's also a big... Uh, in Glen Allen, which is right outside Richmond, there's a big bluegrass festival type thing that also has a lot of old time musicians there. Hmm. So that happens once a year as well. What's the what's the musical content like in that area? Because I've I've been made to believe that there are specific kind of like Virginia styles, and I'm wondering is that reflected in the local jams, or is there an element to where like the local jams are sort of 
you know, the kind of ubiquitous old time revival kind of the same kind of jam you would find up in Philly, for example. Um, I don't know. I've never been to Philly and I've never been to, (laughs) I've never been to any old time jams up there, but, um, I think it really depends on who you're playing with. Um, there's a pretty well-known fiddler named Mark Campbell who lives in Richmond, Mm. who actually lives about eight blocks from me. And he's very much kind of an expert on different Virginia fiddlers and banjo players and their styles. Um, so if you go to a jam that he runs, then you're definitely going to be playing a lot of, a lot more Virginia tunes. Yeah. But if you're going to a different jam, that's maybe not run by someone who's living and been living in Virginia for a long time, then it tends to be a little different. Mm. Um, I went, I got to go to festivals for the first time last summer because I actually got a car. Um, which of course I can't this summer, (laughs) but, um, and then I've been going to the Augusta, uh, old time week every summer for the past six years. And the jams aren't too different from there from either the festivals or Augusta. So I wouldn't say they're specifically Virginia tunes or anything. Have you taken to playing any particular style? Like, I don't know, uh, other than, other than, I mean, are you playing other techniques as well, other than claw hammer? Um, mostly I've learned claw hammer. Uh, I've learned since I've been taking lessons with Phil and Travis, I've been learning some more two finger stuff. Great. Um, which is fun. I'm not that good at it yet, but it is fun. It's really hard. Um, I think. It is hard. It feels like backwards claw hammer to me. It's weird. Yeah. <laughs> um, but so I've been playing a little bit of that. Um, I think kind of just in my path of wanting to learn more tunes, I've been playing a little bit more sometimes stuff that might be considered bluegrass, which some of the tunes I'll be playing on here are also might be considered more bluegrassy than old timey. But Great. I like to play them claw hammer because it's fun. Um, yeah. I like to I like to play all the notes, as you may already know. Yeah. Um, so I, I I find them more fun because they're a little more noty sometimes. Sure. Um, yeah. I mean, you're starting off this interview with L and N Rag, which is yeah, <laughs> a tune full of notes. Well, yes. What else do you want to play? What should we play um, let's next? Let's see. Uh, what else? Oh, in C, I was going to do Ashland Breakdown, which is definitely more bluegrassy. Um, Great. I don't I think, think I know I, this one. I first heard it. I think I first heard Kenny Baker play it, um, and it's on his album, Kenny Baker Plays Bill Monroe. Oh, right. On. So um, I think it comes from Bill Monroe. Let's see. Thank you. 
what a pretty tune. Yeah, I love that tune. Yeah, and well played. Way to play that first string. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> that, that C part is, is a lot. Yeah, the C part's my favorite. <laughs> so... I was trying to ask you earlier, and then I got distracted by asking you about other techniques, but like, is there, there are a lot of ideas out there about how one should play old time in general, but specifically how one should play claw hammer in old time. Um, a lot of, uh, a lot of people have adamant ideas about that and like all these ideas about, about what's traditional and like what's acceptable and things like that. And um, I was curious, how have you gone about in the last seven years developing your style, um, taking in, you know, your own, developing your own like personal ideas about like what you like, um, managing the uh, pressures of tradition or what people claim is the most traditional all of those things when you're like there's a lot of like i don't know kind of social work that i think goes into um playing old-time music in general but specifically claw hammer like how that's a big question but (laughs) answer that however you see fit um so like i said i started learning from josh behrman and in richmond and i think most of the way I play is just influenced from by his style yeah because he was kind of my in to the old-time community and my kind of the reason mm. I started playing banjo. Um, so I think a lot of my style comes from his playing. Uh, as I've gone on and like played with other people, uh, I've found that tunes, even if I've learned them originally from him or uh, or from someone else, when I play them with other people, every, of course, everyone has like slightly different versions of each tune. So I kind of pick up different licks and stuff from whoever I'm playing with. Um, and I feel like a lot of the tunes I play I play it a little differently depending on who I'm playing with. Um, like when I play tunes with Phil Jamison on the fiddle, he tends to play, I, maybe I think he's, he plays still play, plays a lot of notes, but he doesn't maybe play as many notes as say, uh, the woman who was in my band with me last year, Willow Dillon, who you may know. Um, hmm. She, I know, is, I know of her, but I, I don't yeah. know her personally. Yeah. She's an amazing fiddle player. She's probably the best fiddle player I know. And she plays a lot of notes. Mm-hmm. Um, and she also enjoys playing very fast, just like I do. So we had a great relationship with the fiddle and banjo, both uh, playing lots of notes. Um, uh, I know there's a big thing out about like people don't like melodic claw hammer banjo. They say um, they don't. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Um, I don't really care. Um, I mostly just like to play what's fun for me um, and what I enjoy. Hmm. Um, I definitely enjoy playing all the notes. I have found uh, since learning from other people, especially from Travis Stewart, I've found that um, a lot of the time you don't need to play all the notes uh, to have fun. And he's taught me a lot of cool stuff in various weird tunings that I haven't played in before Hmm. and a lot of cool stuff that I it doesn't have a lot of notes, but it's cool and it, it sounds different enough from other tunes and he has such a unique playing style that I've kind of picked up on some of that. Hmm. Um, and that's also really fun. Um, so I don't know. I feel like my style changes depending on who I'm playing with and also who I learn from. Yeah, that's great. Yeah. I think it's, I think, I think it's a valuable skill to be able to adjust when you're playing with the different yes. people. Because so many people play this music in so many different ways. Oh, yeah. This music, in air quotes. Like, yes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
Well, what else? Uh, what else is on the list for today? What else are we? Going to um, I think next I was going to do Logan County Blues, mm. which I need to tune for. What a cool tune. Yeah, it's a fun one. 
Oh, let me collect myself. I was going to ask you another question. Um, <laughs> so what was your first festival season like? Where oh, did you man. go? What did you do? Um, gosh, I went to a bunch of festivals. I don't know if I even remember all of them. Um, I think the first one I went to was Mount Airy, um, which all of, almost all of the festivals were uh, far enough away. There was at least a few hours of a drive from Richmond. Mm-hmm. Um, and... I found at several festivals, I kind of just parked my car the first place I could find. Um, and now after kind of having been walking around and figuring out where everyone likes to camp, I think I'll be camping in different places next year yeah. or whenever we get to go back to festivals. <laughs> um, God, I hope next year. Yeah. Um, I think it was Mount Airy. The the people I camped next to, they were really nice. Um, but one of the guys in that camp got up at 8.30 a.m. and played banjo outside, right outside my car where I was sleeping. (laughs) No. Um, And it woke me up. It was nice to wake up to banjo music, but maybe not that early. Um, So that was interesting. I'll probably be parking a little farther away from the entrance next year um, since those people seem to be early risers. Um, Where else did I go? Um... I went to Laurel Bloomery, which was... I don't know about that one. Um, it's a pretty small one um, in North Carolina. It's... Let's see, it's... Yeah, it's pretty small. It's... Um, I don't really know what else to say about it besides it is pretty small. <laughs> um, <laughs> it was fun. Um, there's... The way they did the contest, I think it was there, was weird. They had, like, everyone who went up, like, in a band... They would play in the band, and then they'd have each person who was competing in an individual contest then compete right there, um, which was an interesting setup, and it also took way yeah. longer than yeah, anything else. Yeah, I guess um, everyone would have to be ready. Yeah. Um, oh. So that was not the best setup, but it was a very fun festival. Um, and there was lots of good, there were lots of good jams. Um, I'm trying to remember, where else did I go? I think the first festival I went to was the the one in Surrey County. It's, I don't remember where exactly it is, but I got a ride from a couple of people who uh, go to Wil- or went to Wilson, and we just went down there for the day, and then we stayed over at some people's house overnight, um, and that was really fun. Um, that was my first quote-unquote festival though i would don't know if i would really call it a festival because it was pretty much just one day sure. um there it was no overnight or anything like that so it wasn't like the full festival experience it seems like there's but. a lot of those in that general in that general area like in the yeah. state of north carolina or, yeah or virginia just like one day sometimes they call them picnics yeah 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 um yeah. and then there was one small one i went to i think it was the East Tennessee uh, Fiddlers Convention, which was just at a little elementary school, um, which I think a lot of people camped. I think I just went down there for the day because I got a ride from Phil. That was also at the end of a couple, I think last school year, last fall maybe, or last spring, um, or two springs ago, I guess now. Um, and it was just, I went, we went down for the day. Um, and then I got a car that May and actually got to start going to festivals and camping, which was nice. Mm-hmm. Well, have you been able to find some people to play with in a 
healthy, safe way this last summer in order to like stave off the festival, no festival blues. Yeah, um, I've, I've been uh, babysitting for Josh. He has a three-year-old. Uh, so I was babysitting for his kid all summer. So we were kind of in the same pod. So I was still doing right. lessons and playing with him a lot all summer, right. which was nice. Um, and is, then, is he the one who's been playing guitar with you for? Yeah, he was the one in my Quarantine Happy Hour stream that was playing guitar. Wonderful. Yes. Wonderful. Um, and he he plays everything. Everything except fiddle he plays. Um, I think mandolin is more of his main instrument. He also plays banjo, bass, guitar, pretty much everything else. Um, he's a very good musician. Um, Didn't I read something? Maybe it was in one of your comments. I think you're probably the top commenter on my show. Thank you for coming. <laughs> you're welcome. I think, I think at some point in there, you said that you've started to play the fiddle as well. Oh, yeah. Um, I s- just started taking fiddle lessons from John Engel, who lives here in North oh, Carolina. Oh, wow. Awesome. Um, this semester as a as a class, the applied fiddle, uh, which is not too hard for me, partially because I used to play viola, so I already know how to hold sure. the bow and everything. Yeah. Um, and so I've been learning a little bit from him, which is really fun. Um, That's great. I don't know much. I know like three tunes, but <laughs> it's it's fun. Well, next time you see him, tell him I still want him on the show. And people ask all the time to have him on the show. We set one up a, a while ago, but then it ended up falling through. So Okay, yeah, I'll tell him. Yeah. <laughs> Cameron still wants an interview. <laughs> yes. And a jam. Next time I can make it out to Asheville. Yes. So, yeah. Cool. What else do you want to play today? Um, let's see. What else? Okay. <laughs> Are we in G? Yes. Cool. Ready? Yeah, we're doing it.
Wow, what a cool tune. Yeah, it's a fun one. That comes, um, yeah, it's from the Kenny Baker Plays Bill Monroe album. Awesome. Which which tune is it? Uh, that's Carroll County Blues. Oh, very good. Yeah. yeah. Uh, it has such an interesting... I love tunes that are are a blues. Yes. <laughs> but But the form feels super crooked and doesn't feel like just like yeah. laid out in this like very predictable way. Yeah. Um, I think the way he plays it is a lot more swung than the way I play it, but Yeah. It can be difficult to lay that kind of swing on the banjo. Yes. <laughs> with claw hammer. <laughs> yes. You know cool. what? That tune is not from the Kenny Baker plays Bill Monroe. That's Ashland Breakdown. <laughs> this one I got from is from Ben I got from Ben Flippin. Is that that's where I heard it actually. Oh, I was thinking of the other one. (laughs) So we just have one tune left, but before we go, first of all, I want to say the old time music ship posting group has been (laughs) a really interesting, a really interesting place to learn about our community. Yes. (laughs) I I guess it will be a diplomatic way of saying it. But one thing uh, that I will say is that it got a lot better and more enjoyable uh once you joined oh thank you (laughs) i really appreciate your presence and um i i hope you can continue to stomach being in the group and that it is a healthy thing for you because if you leave i will probably leave oh yeah i like (laughs) it i think it's fun (laughs) good (laughs) yeah uh it's yeah you're 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 a welcome presence there (laughs) thank you as far as i'm concerned um and yeah, it's been really neat to um, get to know you um, through that and through, uh, yeah, your concerts and your like uh, contest submissions. And yeah, I'm excited to someday get to play some tunes with you in person. Yes, eventually that will happen. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Hypothetically someday. If Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, if uh, life goes back to anything like normal. Um, before we do the last tune, you teach lessons. You teach banjo lessons. Yes. Um, and yeah, yeah. Uh, do you? I'm assuming you teach them remotely right now. Yeah, uh, I actually have only ever had a couple of in-person students, so I've I was already doing online lessons before COVID hit, so it wasn't too much of a transition for me. Um, but uh, yeah, I give lessons. Um, I've taught an eight-year-old and I've taught a 63-year-old so anyone in any age range is fine with me at any level um cool so I'll include a an email address sure um, yeah so that people can contact you if they're looking to start playing Clawhammer yes sweet thanks so much for giving a little bit of your Friday that's peek behind the curtain when we're recording this um and yeah yeah thanks Uh, for having me yeah what do you want to play for the last tune um, let's do Jeff Sturgeon. Great. I love Jeff. Me too. I'm going to go Good to friend. A. <laughs> Thank you. 
Rachel teaches online banjo lessons, so send her an email if you're interested. You can find her address in the show notes. Support Get Up In The Cool at patreon.com slash getupinthecool and get those rewards like the Secret Bonus Track podcast. By the way, if you're signed up for that reward, you can follow the directions on one of the bonus track posts in the Patreon to subscribe to the Secret Podcast on your favorite podcast app. It's actually not that hard, and you only have to do it once. Then you can listen to Get Up In The Cool and the bonus tracks in the same place. Order a t-shirt, bag, sticker, or phone case at Get Up In The Cool's Teespring store. Make sure to like and follow Get Up In The Cool on Facebook so you can see the video I posted from this episode and share it with the world. Check out my other podcast, Think Outside The Box Set. It's available in all the same places as Get Up In The Cool. And everything I just mentioned is linked in the show notes for this episode in your podcast app. That's all for now, friends. Thanks for listening. Come back same time next week to Get Up In The Cool. <laughs>